When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 107.1. We're talk is fun. Very excited that today is Friday. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm ready for the weekend. They say everybody's working for it. I love it. Song reference. I wouldn't mind working that in as a Friday song. You know, we always Everybody's do the cure. Friday, I'm in love. Yeah, sure. Why not? Or should we do that on a Monday? Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so many options right now. No. Hopefully uh, soon we'll get to pick all of our music. I don't know if we want to pick it. Because then, then we'd have to... Yeah, then that we have to do more. And there's like yeah, a meeting like of like yeah. a bumper meeting with friggin' right. Brooke and Jess. You're right. <laughs> no disrespect. Um, hey, it's Friday, by the way. I just said that. Thank you. <laughs> Friday, I'm in love. That's fun. Coming up today at 11 o'clock, we will do another edition of Who's Listening? Today, it will be Who's Listening? Jurors. If you have served on a jury at some point. Maybe you're a rural juror. <laughs> and we'd love to hear from you. You can email us now if you'd like. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Tell us whatever you'd like about your jury experience. Could be the people that you met. Maybe a friend that you made. Maybe uh, keep it at 50 words or less. The email? Yeah. Sometimes they're too long to go through. Wow. I'm just making a suggestion. Brevity. Yes. Less is more. Oh, this was hitting me hard. <laughs> Didn't expect this. <laughs> Why are you talking like Snacklepuss, Steve? Oh, don't oh. get him started. He thinks he's doing uh, Tim Gunn. Pussy. Yeah, I've always thought my, t- my <laughs> they're like, good Snagglepuss. I was doing Tim Gunn. <laughs> Polka dots? No. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk with jurors. You, you send us a, 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 an email about your experience, about any part of the experience that you want to share. That stands out. That stands out. Okay. Love so what it. Donna's saying is, Send us an an entertaining, brief email about your jury experience. Thank you. And we will also open our phone lines at 11 o'clock for you to call as well. Love it. Uh, We will play the Slow Jam today at 1130, College of Pop Culture Knowledge today at 1030. All right. You think Rocco's doing a Slow Jam? I sent him a few things. He's been at friggin' jury duty. But I mean, how long can that segment last? You I mean, set it to half speed. You put the intro and the outro together. That's it. You're in and out operation in less than three minutes, I think. I think that's more than enough. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. A few little things that caught my eye this morning. Uh, first of all, Mary Lou Retton 
is back oh, home. Yeah, remember? She, aw. Uh, this after, you know, a couple weeks ago, we heard that she was fighting for her life in the intensive care unit at a hospital. She was battling a rare form of pneumonia. And her daughter had put out a GoFundMe saying like, hey, mom doesn't have health insurance. And so then they were seeing if they could help to raise money for some of these costs. And it was really touch and go. They uh, ended up raising $460,000, including a $50,000 from Linda McKingvale, the wife and business partner of Jim Mattress Mac McKingvale. That can't be how you say it. But you know that guy who always does like the thing of, hey, and if they lose the game, come in and you get a free mattress. He does these big mattress Bets these big publicity stunts okay. that he okay. does. Oh, that's lovely. Anyway, his wife uh, donated fifty thousand um, dollars, which is really cool. So anyway, um, she's out. She's she's now recovering at home, and they did say that there was. Uh, they said she had a better day on Wednesday, which is great. Uh, but earlier in the week, she had a, a pretty scary setback. But then Wednesday was good. So a little touch and go, but she's out of the hospital. Great. So, <clears throat> okay. Great. God, she was America's sweetheart. Yes. And then she went on to, obviously, I grew up knowing her more as a commentator. Oh, sure. For gymnastics. You know who never did spin into commentating? And I thought thought would have, is Carrie Strug. I don't remember Carrie Strug. Donna Valentine. 1996. Carrie. Why don't you go refile for your citizenship, you anti-American? Respectfully. Yeah. um... Carrie Strug. Mm, Remember 1996, the Atlanta game. She sprains her ankle. Oh, yeah. Bella Caroli says, Carrie, you can do it. And then she goes out and does it again and pretty much sticks the landing on a foot. Yeah, I do remember. Bella Caroli, her coach, carries her off. Yeah, I see. As she's crying and waving. Donna. Okay, sorry. You're saying awe like you're learning. I'm not a big Olympics person. Where do you and your fellow communists meet? <laughs> I'm sorry. I watched Oppenheimer. No, you know, I just, 96, I mean, I wasn't paying attention. I wonder what other things you don't know. It sounds like the more I talk about the 90s, sounds like that was, let's call it. A blind spot. Donnie's, Donna's foggy time. London foggy town. I mean. That's probably when. You were just, you were busy, you were trying to launch the career. I was market jumping, you know, I was going from New York to Pennsylvania to Texas to Georgia. Stop it. I was not doing drugs. I didn't say you were doing drugs. I think you're trying to imply that with what you're doing behind the scenes and your gestures. I can't make a sliding snorting motion anymore (laughs) off the desk. Wow. I wasn't, I was just, you know, I was 30 years old, barely. I was 29, 30 years old. I was moving all over the country. Barely. You sound like a kid who's like, I'm seven and a half. (laughs) I'm 37 months old. Yeah, I was barely. My friends would say, goodness, you're hardly 30. You're just barely even doing it. You're so young. Whatever. Anyway. We're starting off. Carrie Strug. No, no, no. No, we're good. Carrie Strug um, never became a broadcaster. That's why I brought that up. And I'm disappointed at her. But you know who did? Brian Boitano. The boy toy. What? So did my favorite analyst, former Olympic athlete turned analyst, the bald guy. 
Who does the swimming? Scott, no. No, not the Scott Hamilton. Not Scott swimming? Hamilton. Scott Hamilton, fantastic as well. He's wonderful. We had him in studio on Twin Cities Live. He's great. Or maybe we saw him somewhere. It doesn't matter. How about fact, that Mark Spitz? What's the name of the bald guy who calls Olympic swimming? Bald analyst <laughs> Olympic swimmer. Let me see if this does it. Um, this is great. It can't be Duncan Goodhue. What the bleep? <laughs> Rowdy Gaines. Doesn't even ring a bell. Donna, Rowdy Gaines. His is name is Rowdy? So good. Yes. Rowdy Gaines. Rowdy Sounds Gaines. like a stripper name. He's great. Oh, he's at... kind of cute. Oh, my gosh. He's really wonderful. Anyway. Okay. And he does it alongside, what's his face? Frick, oh, my God. What's Stop his it. face? No, we're not Come playing on. this anymore. Oh, my God. This is Steve's idea of a show. <laughs> Everybody, listen as I Google information. What's his face? <laughs> that guy. Dan Hicks. Oh, Dan no. Hicks yeah. from NBC and Rowdy Gaines. You put them on a, a call of any swimming situation. It's wonderful. You know what the worst part about this is? Swimming. I had another thing that was planned for this opening segment, too. Well, you sure did. And I didn't even get to it. I'm not surprised. You want to save it? I'll save it. I'll bring it up after the break. Okay, fine. It's kind of a fun little little story about a budding bromance in New York City between okay. two people you know very well and one that you don't know quite as well. But it was kind of cute and endearing what he had to say about it. So I'll tell you the big celebrities that this guy is now friends with, and he's kind of a celebrity in his own right, don't get me wrong. But we'll spill the beans on that. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on Mind Talk. What's up, guys? It's Steve for Nothing. my buddy Don. Just hanging out. Nope, nope. This is for the listener. You could grab a water, maybe. All right. Uh, talking to you about the Canopy Group. The Canopy Group. Man, they're saving people money all the time. You know what they have? They have a lot of happy clients because you're happy when you realize, wait a minute. I could not only get that same thing at a better price, I could get a better thing at a better price. Here's how the Canopy Group works. They have a team of 40 specialists who are working for you. And then what they do is they work for you by turning out to these 16 different insurance companies that they have, and then they run your situation by them. They then gather the five best quotes that they get out of those 16. So they only bring you the creme de la creme there, and then you get to make a choice on who do you want to cover you. And what you will find is a common thread through those quotes. You're getting better coverage, and you're getting it at a better price. Look, if you're stuck with one agent who represents one company and gives you one quote, do you think that's a recipe for saving money? I think not. You got to try my friends today at the Canopy Group. Thecanopygroup.com. You call your mama, I call you. Hey, everyone. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Our boss just walked out. We were just having a conversation about nothing. Yeah, randomness. And she walks out, and Steve goes, I think that counts as a meeting. I feel like it, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put it on my to-done list. You know, when you add things you've already done to your to-do list? I love it. Scratch that out. Meeting with boss. Great. It's great. Um, I saw this little story on uh, people.com today, and I thought it was cute. Do you know who Sean Levy is? He a producer or something? He, he's a director. Okay. Um, and he's behind the uh, Deadpool franchise. Sure. With Ryan Reynolds. But uh, the headline reads, Sean Levy on his bromance with Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds saying, quote, men don't make a lot of friends. And it was kind of cute. He was just talking about how years ago, Sean Levy was talking with Hugh Jackman. And he said, like, their friendship's all thanks to Hugh. He was out at an event talking about this. He said he met Hugh Jackman 
uh, after he directed him in the movie Real Steel in 2011. He said he predicted this way back then. I vividly remember him saying, I'm friends with this guy, Ryan Reynolds. And if you ever meet, you are going to never stop working together again. Huh. He says not only has he met Reynolds, obviously, but then he went on to direct him in Free Guy and The Atom Project. Um, and Hugh Jackman's you know, prediction ended up being correct. But he said, uh, Sean Levy said, and I think a lot of guys can relate with this, said, I haven't made a truly c- close friend since college. Men don't tend to make a lot of friends. But Hugh and Ryan happen to be the two guys that I talk about real bleep with. We get together as husbands and guys and dads. Aww. And now we get to work together, which has been just an absolute blast. Um, and he recently moved to New York City after having lived in L.A. for about 20 years. And he's like, having friends as neighbors has been really funny. He said, I moved there because I made a promise to my wife that I would when we first met. I finally had to make good on that promise. But living within a few blocks of your friends is the greatest, whether it's going for a walk along the Hudson or doing a shared workout where I watch them lift heavy things and then I <laughs> lift way less heavy things. It's a very nice friendship. I said that was kind of cool. I love that. You, know, hearing, you don't hear dudes talk about the need for other right. male relationships right. and friendships often. And just even, you know, the, you talk about the real stuff and or go to a workout class, right. take a walk along the river, yeah. whatever. Well, it, cool. It's true. I don't, I don't know why it is, though, that guys don't connect more. I had a, a boyfriend at one time. Ah! Believe it or not. And what I loved about him was that he had friendships with, he was friends with the same group of guys that he knew since, you know, fifth grade, fourth grade. Yeah. And into his fifties was still best friends. Those, that was his circle and they talked all the time. Yeah. And you don't, you don't see that very much. My brother has a lot of friends like that too. Friends from, I don't know, high school. Yeah. That he still sees and talks to regularly. But it is not very common. Right. For sure. I Do you think it's because guys get married and have a family and it's just throws everything out of whack? I, well, there's certainly time is finite in any given day. And so this can happen in any sphere of life. But I'll speak to my own, which is, you know, when you're married and then when you have a job and you have kids there's a lot of used up hours Mm -hmm, in any given mm day um especially as they're growing yes because now you're running all over the place with activities Mm -hmm. yeah a lot a lot of those and family events so then even stepping out sometimes just saying hey i'm gonna go um grab a beer with a couple buddies on a tuesday it's not as easy as like when we were first married Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Lou and I and it was just two of us. It'd be like, great. Okay, cool. Bye. See you later. And now it's like, I got to look at the calendar and it's like, well, wait, she's doing a drop off when that second pickup has to happen anyway. And so it what what I happens in my own life is it feels too complicated and it's like, you know what? All right. No. Yeah. I'll see you when I see you. But in addition to that, I think that men are maybe just like biologically, perhaps a little less relational, a little less like let's sit down and hash through life. You get, I'm going to use all stereotypes here. Okay. You get two women together and it's like, so what's going on? And there's very often like a, I and color the page with as many colors as you want to. Right. I want to hear you. I've got questions for whatever you're right. going to say. You know, and then there are all these memes on Instagram of like the husband comes back from having been out with the friend. And it's like, so how are Judy and Jerry doing? Oh, I don't know. But are they still separated? I don't know. We didn't really get that. You know, there's right. so, there's a exactly. lot of time, just exactly. a much more shallow connection. It's like, how could you not have asked about them? But when you do. As men, when we do like choose to intentionally connect, I always find those times to be, I'm always really glad I went out and hung out with those people when we get past just the Vikings, you know, all the peripheral sort of surface layer stuff. I am sometimes the guy who like when there used to be dinner parties, we would gather with other couples and then I'd be like, all right, let's, let's go around the horn. I want like a, a high and low. Of oh, yeah. marriage yeah. or of work Your or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I heard another one. Um, what did they say? Apple and onion, which a lot of people know, high and low. Um, somebody introduced us our wait, high, low, and potato? Wait. Potato? No, high low buffalo. High, oh. <laughs> although you could do potato. So high low buffalo. So then you go around, all right, let's do high low buffalo. You give the high of the day, I got an A on my test, low of the day, the lunch stunk at the cafeteria, and your buffalo. Buffalo can be anything, whatever you want. It could be a weird thing, an observation, whatever. I don't know why, but high low buffalo, when we've done that, feels much better than high low. Yeah, just it, throwing in a random thing. That then sort of stirs the conversation yeah. teases it out a little bit differently. Yeah, I like Hello, that. Buffalo. I like that. I have um I have a family member who likes to ask questions like that. Like quick, what made you laugh today? That's and I'll good. be like, "Oh, hold on. I got to think. A lot of things. What comes to mind?" I'm like, "Ah." I don't like being put on the spot. But yeah. That's a good one. What made you laugh today? You know, it's funny. I was talking with a uh, a friend who I don't see too often. Um sort of a professional friend who I don't see often at all, but I saw him uh, last week and I said, he asked about my family and I said, how about you? And he said, well, it's th- things are tough. One of the kids, you know, is dealing with some addiction issues and that's heartbreaking as a parent to, to watch. Oh my God, of course. And, uh, and I was asking some follow-up questions or, or is there communication now? And he was like, you know, no, not with me, but with mom and things are difficult. And he was like, he starts laughing, said, sorry to kind of bring the room down here. And uh, I said, all right, well, how, how's your other son? And then he said, well, the good news is they dropped it from a felony to a misdemeanor, to which I laughed. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 seriously. Oh my and then he God. went on to tell me that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wow. believe it. So yeah, a reminder to talk talk to each other, yeah. you know, ask yeah. some questions. Love Try it. high-low buffalo tonight. I love that. Okay. At 1015, we're going to be trying something else that I tried with a family member last night. But Donna and I are going to try it together on the air. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And I agreed to it. It's called the Marshmallow Challenge. 
Okay. And um, you've already seen a video of my daughter and I trying it. And we're going to try it. Oh, We're going to try no. it together. We're going to try it together. No. It's is this a re- Fuzzy Bunny? It's not. No. Or mm. or Chubby Bunny, that one where yeah, you stick marshmallows yeah, yeah, yeah. in. That's what it's I was not hoping. That. Okay. This is different. So we'll do that at 10.15. You're going to do great. And it's good for our brains, too, I think. Keeps Fine. us nimble. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back. Damn it. Uh, do you know that Netflix, you could be playing games on Netflix? I'll tell you about that next. Hi. Hi. Donna. And Steve are here, but it's just me that is here to tell you about Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Ain't that right, Donna? I like Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, You too. do. You've been Great. to the shows there. You've seen it. The experience is so fun. What I love about an experience out at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, it's relaxed. You don't feel rushed. Like, even parking is simple. It's easy. You sit down. You have yourself a wonderful filling dinner. I usually eat about three dinner rolls before the entree comes. They're fantastic. Then you get dessert at intermission. What are you doing in the meantime? Oh, you're watching Jersey Boys, a wonderful story of Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. You got the songs like, Oh, What a Night, Sherry, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, Pure Entertainment. In addition, a great concert series as well in their fireside. Coming up, fan favorites, the fabulous Armadillos, the uh, Wild Angels. Oh, wait, no, those already happened. Let me read you the ones that are actually happening. How about the upcoming one, too, the Michael Jackson family? Very fun, and I hear it's just fantastic. Oh, and Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, Improv Comedy, Friday, Saturday night. ChanSMDT.com. Welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Woo! Hey, we got some upbeat bumper music, I Feels think. Feels great, yeah. That's amazing. This is by the, man, the band Camino. Huh. I like when people put words like that in front of. Like an article, like the? Yeah, the band Camino, like the band Perry. But my Instagram handle is the Steve Patterson, and that seems pretentious. Correct. All right. Glad we figured that out. Any hoozle. Thank you, everyone. Um. Okay. So let's talk about SAG AFTRA. They're still, still waiting. Still waiting. Still working. Thousands of SAG members have now signed a letter in solidarity with the actor strike, um, saying we have not come all this way to cave. Yes. Now. Good for them. Um, their strike captains organized an open letter that was signed by thousands of them, um, including some big names, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Cynthia Nixon, Leslie Odom Jr., Demi Moore, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, John Hamm, Mark Ruffalo, Jonathan Groff, Kate Walsh, Chelsea Handler, and more. Um, but anyway, they said, hey, back in June, before we went on strike, a large group of members signed an open letter telling our leaders that we would rather go on strike than take a bad deal. Now more than 100 days into our strike, that is still true. As hard as this is, we would rather stay on strike than take a bad deal. I don't blame them. They are back in negotiations this week with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers after the union has been on strike for this, you know, more than three months now. Um, On Thursday, SAG-AFTRA presented what they call a comprehensive counter to company leaders and will be back at the bargaining table Friday. So maybe... Maybe the big bosses said, all right, give it to them. When I was talking with, um, Hmm. you know, I was talking with Irv, my manager. I share Irv. Uh, But he he lives and breathes all the life of managing talent stuff out in Los Angeles. And I said, how are things out there? And he, we were, the call was about something else entirely. But he said, you know, the strike just continues to weigh heavily. And he said, and it's just tough for, 
actors who aren't the big names. Right. Because for the right. not big name actors who make scale or just try to have a very, very different financial picture. Right. It would be like if you were, you know, a waiter. Um, and then it was like, okay, now don't wait on tables for the next three and a half right. months and see how the bills start to feel. And, and to to that end, you know, he said, look, I think the actors are sort of in a position where they know the deal. The actors don't win the deal. However it works out. The producers, the studios, they right. always win. Um, and so it's almost like there's a level of defeat of we know that this we're not gonna they won't people won't look at this and say the actors won. Right. But I you mean, don't want it to be a terrible deal. When you sign you know? a contract, it's always leaning on the side of the person the people signing you. Correct. Right? They're, they're, you're not going to get everything you want. Yeah. 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 Look at that. You just started to think ah! like, what you, Donna just went into a moment of like, yeah, they didn't give me that thing. <laughs> but you want to. It's li- true. I did leave my body for a moment. You did. I saw it happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, the goal is that at least both parties can come together with enough that they appreciate about right. the agreement that they feel good about moving enough forward. compromising and that's yes. on an individual contract because bear in mind this sag after deal you know it's sort of interesting about it is it's an overarching thing like an industry-wide um standards that they're setting in place but still within that then they have to go and negotiate their own separate contracts for separate projects that they right. book you know right so um you're non-union right i can neither confirm nor deny mm. Really? I don't totally know. No, I, I, I am. No, I am. You would know if you were paying dues. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Unless Irv takes care of that. No, I was SAG eligible after doing work on Ring Nation. Um, but then there's a difference between being SAG eligible and SAG. But listen, am I going to be at the freaking SAG Actor Awards? Will I crash that party and say, I am an actor? Yeah, <laughs> I might, guys. I don't know. You're going to start know. wearing a beret. Steve's wearing the masquerade mask, you know, half on. Totally. That's Donna's tattoo, by the way. That's true. Only because I'm moody. Where (laughs) was your tattoo originally and where is it now? (laughs) No, but the masquerade, it's a butt tattoo, right? It's in the middle of my back. Now it's on my butt. (laughs) (laughs) The dermatologist is like, hang on, we'll find it. Menopause will do that to you. No, wait. Was it, is you. it a back tattoo? I forget. Is it a yeah, back or a... Yes, it's a back. Okay, because my brother-in-law has it. a butt tattoo. Why? That is under his underpants. Under his underpants? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just because. That's where he got it. What is it? I don't know. Something stupid. To me, I'm sure to him it was meaningful. What is it? Like, oh, his kid's name? No. <laughs> That's right. The middle one. No. Um, it, I think it says something like Yeshua or something. Like, I think it's like a biblical reference, you oh, know, okay. as God intended on your butt. <laughs> Maybe that's where the most room was. <laughs> that's funny, Steve. I still don't have a tat. I think that's okay. Same here. You're tatless? I'm surprised. Yeah, no tattoos, no piercings, no nothing. You don't have any piercings? Mm-mm. Have you ever had a piercing? Yes. 
Okay, but the yeah, holes are closed. Yeah, yeah. Same in my here. ears, I had one in a belly button for oh, two months. Oh, God, wow. I, I had then, my nose pierced. Yeah. Then my work pants rubbed against my belly button and oh, it fell off. Lord and I was just like, heaven. whatever. The belly button or the... Yeah, yeah, the belly know. button. I didn't wear my work <laughs> pants up to my ears. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I had a, I mean, I had an earring. Um, it's funny how those holes kind of close, but if you, you can still repuncture... Oh, for sure. ...that hole. What's up with the uh, people... Look, Where? a little nose one that you put in there, that's fine. That could be cute. Yeah. I am not, and I'll lose some of you on this, but it's worth the risk. I'm not as big of a fan of the hog ring. The one that goes through... Oh, the septum ring? The septum. Yeah. Um, that just, you know, and it's because the hogs kind of ruined it for us, right? They were the ones who... Am I thinking of the right thing? Didn't I was thinking of cow. cartoons? I was thinking of a cow. Maybe You're a doing, bull. Yeah, I think Looney Tunes, both cows it, <laughs> and pigs had those piercings. They were the same ones who made me think if you got a cat, you need to put milk in the bowl. Turns out I don't think a lot of cats are drinking milk. No, it's not good for them. Uh-uh. They, they do. But... Cartoons have ruined my me yeah. in so many different ways. Pigs. Oh, God. <laughs> ring <laughs> in septum. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. The purpose of the ring is to prevent the pigs from rooting and digging. The ring is assumed to cause pain when the snout is used for rooting because by ringing the pigs, this behavior is stopped or reduced. All right. Maybe that would help if you're like a grazer as a human. I would worry about blowing my nose if I had the septum thing. Seems like that could hurt if you have a cold. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mine would always pop out. Like it would be like in my nose. Like the turkey was done. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> like the <laughs> like a meat thermometer yes. right in the nostril. You know, and I'd never know when it was, and then I'd look in the mirror and go, "Okay, so nobody told me." You know, some people have their nipples pierced, and That's I cannot true. even express the horror that that causes me. It causes me physical pain when I think of it. Me too, a little. and the belly button. Both of them seem so. Painful. Look, you just winced. I know, Donna. Yeah, the belly button wasn't that painful. The problem is, is it's prone to infection, so you got to really take care of that area. Oh gosh, mine didn't get infected, but it was when I turned eighteen. I got my belly button pierced after high school. Why the hell not? Right? Sure. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah, done. yeah. And then I was working at Don Pablo's, and we had to wear <laughs> khaki pants as part of our uniform. <laughs> and my khaki pants were a little high, high, high waisted. Sure. And then one huh. day I was working a double, and then out it went, and I was like, yep, not trying to put that back in. Yikes, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, 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 no. I got mine done at, um, Holly, do you remember St. Sabrina's? Oh, yeah. Parlor in uh, uh, Hennepin. Yes. In Minneapolis. Correct. That's where I got mine done. They do body piercing in case you're ever interested, Steve. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, nice. It is not. Okay. Or maybe, I don't know. Sorry, I misspoke. St. Sabrina's Parlor and Purgatory is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, you went to the cool place. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Anyway, good I talk. now want to look yeah. up bad tattoos. But <laughs> before we go, I do want to tell you this, because we have literally had this in our show for four oh, days in a row. We have. And we just want you to know in case you didn't know, because we didn't know. This is kind of fun, actually. So did you know that the Netflix app has mobile games? Like, you can play, um, let's see, so they're based on shows like Stranger Things, Queen's Gambit, Love is Blind, and it's pretty easy to find. If you open up the app 
and you scroll down on the home screen, there's a section. It's just titled Mobile Games. And there are no ads. It's just like straightforward. Here are some games. Again, it's on the app. So it's it's not going to be like on your Roku app. This is going to be on your phone app. But but still. Yeah, you can download it on Android phones, tablets, iPhone, iPad, iTouch. And it's included with your membership. So if you're into gaming, give it a give it a shot. Goodbye. Thank you, Donna. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I saw something, heard something yesterday that I was genuinely amazed by. It's a it's a feature on your iPhone that you might not know about and is wildly effective in the rare circumstance that you need it. It is 10 out of 10 wow. effective. I can't wait. I'll tell you about it. When we come back, it's Pap Pap and Meemaw no. on my talk. Hmm. Well, I can't help but notice. Oh, dear God. This is not a troll. <laughs> okay. This is just the way that it is. Why Holly, does it keep I have a question. Up? Yeah, please. You have your powers. Uh-huh. Can you delete this? <laughs> I could. But then we'd have what? Just nothing? Well, Dead air? No, it could would you just replace rotate. with a Super Mario theme or something. <laughs> like, can we do a search and replace every time Lewis Capaldi comes up instead? Dun 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 or you are, yeah, a boo feels nice. Here, too. we'll mix it. Come back to this. Okay, right. <coughs> Donna, welcome us back. Uh, Donna. Hey, guys, welcome back. It's Donna and Steve. Appreciate a happy Friday. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, all right. A great Friday. This hey, is guys. fun. This is what's in Steve's head at all times. <laughs> <laughs> he so walks true. into a room, this is what's playing. <laughs> I'm jumping down the hall sort of strangely. Oh, my goodness. Doesn't this feel good, though? Yes, it does. Oh, gosh, is this nostalgic. This takes me back to Springdale, Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. Being in our room, I remember when we got our Nintendo. It was like two or three years after everyone else got it. But it was so fun. To this day, there is this wonderful escapism, when handled correctly, of a video game where you just really go into this other zone yeah you're looking around at the world there like i played Fortnite last night by myself oh cute i think that if steve's gonna have some super mario brother music in his head it's probably this (laughs) (laughs) when you get yeah when you get the star now you're buzzing through everything really fast (laughs) (laughs) slide down the flagpole super fast Uh oh gosh amazing all right, All back right. to the show. Here we go. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Listen, I had no idea this was a thing, and it worked so so well that I just want to make sure that everyone else knows about it. Okay, let's do it. It's not going to work quite like that. And I think there needs to be a phone call that is... How about I call you? No, 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 no. Hey, could you do me a favor? Could you let me kind of lead the way on this one? Okay. 
Are you going to play a sound effect? Yes. What's your... <laughs> I just love that one. All right, uh, go ahead. Anyway, so I'm on a Zoom call yesterday, or a, a FaceTime. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> would you please help her to quit doing what she's doing to my okay. segment? No, you'll, you'll really appreciate this. Okay. Hands off the soundboard, Donna. I'm I'm got my hands on my phone because I want to do whatever you're saying. Okay. It's, again, that will not work. I was on a group FaceTime call yesterday. There were three of us on, and then a fourth person jumped in. This fourth person was calling in, had just gotten out of a Starbucks, and was now walking down a New York City street. I'm in my car. Somebody's at their, two other people at their own respective apartments. Fourth person jumps on New York City street. Immediately, she's like, hey, guys, sorry I'm late, blah, blah, blah. And all you hear is her voice, honking horns, taxis going by, the garbage truck, the noise, the ambient noise from a New York City street. Very noisy, to the point where I was thinking, are one of them going to kick her off of this? Because this is going to be very distracting, unless she just goes on and stays on mute the whole time. But if you don't want to be toggling in and out of mute. What was the call about? The call was about, first of all, I don't like your suspicious tone. Your face, if they could have seen your face there. Uh, no, on, on, on Tuesday, I'm going to be out in New York on Live with Kelly and Ryan just okay. doing a little pre-show that's their big Halloween spooktacular. And so we were planning, we're doing a, a pre-show on social media, and then I'm going to shoot a story of what it's like behind the scenes at Live with Kelly and Mark on the day of their big Halloween episode, which will air the following day. So we were talking through some of that stuff. Hence the New Yorker. Being there with producer all the producer person stuff. or something. Yeah, these are yes, couple a uh, few of their social media team who we are sort of mapping out a plan because people are going to be there in costume. So we're going to have all sorts of fun, a little costume contest before the show to be a good time. Okay, great. Thank you for asking. Matt Landry will be in my place. Anyway, um, so loud. I think he's already jumps outside <laughs> the door. <laughs> he sets up the tent like it's the original iPhone coming up. <laughs> uh, so it's so noisy when this person comes in. They said to her, hey, slide your screen down. So if you're on a FaceTime call, and I think it also works on phone calls and Zoom calls as well. Okay. Really worked on a FaceTime call. They said slide your screen down from the top right-hand corner, which is when you'll see things like the brightness and the volume on your phone. And if you're actively in a call, it won't do it right now, but if you're actively in a call, there will be a mic mode that will be in the top right-hand corner of that screen. It is generally set to standard. You can also go to wide spectrum. I have no idea why you would do this. Or you can change it into voice isolation. Guys, she went into voice isolation mode. We thought she went on mute until she started speaking. Oh, wow. It, I could not hear anything. She was on a busy New York City street you walking. You could hear her voice, but not the ambient noise. You could hear her voice like she was talking in the room with you in a quiet space. No garbage trucks, no honking, no people passing by immediately. So my point is, if you're in a call, again, slide your screen down from the top right. And if you're in a noisy spot, but you don't want to be on mute right the now. whole time. And again, Donna, it's not going to work unless you're on a call. I'm going to call you. Okay. Slide it down. And then put your mic mode into voice isolation. At least on that group FaceTime, it worked so stinking well. I called Lou this morning to test it. And I said, have, have Addie sing in the background. 
And while Lou was talking and Addie was singing in the background, couldn't hear her singing. Now, when Lou finally stopped, then I could start to pick up Adeline's voice. But for all of Apple's things that they've rolled out, I've, I don't know if I've ever been as impressed as I was with the ability to cancel city noise out. I oh, think it was so good. This is how um, modern um, hearing aids work. They they have that ability to hmm. cancel out ambient noise so that if you're at a restaurant and it's really loud, yeah, you want to hear just what's going on on the table. I think I think you could hook it up to an app app on your phone if I'm not mistaken. You know what I need to do is I need to tell every every family has the family members who just love taking FaceTime calls in crowded rooms and it's like oh we're all here let's call your aunt. And then boom. And I'm, all I'm thinking, Same. I'm stressed out for the ant because I'm like, she's just going to hear this cacophony of sounds over here. It's already going to be hard to hear her. But now that I can tell them, no, when you're on that FaceTime and you're in a group gathering, slide it down. And then you can still pass the phone around so aunt can talk to everybody. Right. But then she won't be battling the kids running through in the background. Hey, put that down. Right. All of that stuff goes away entirely. Amazing. It was so stinking cool. good. I'm so happy for you. Thank you for sharing your story. This is the one-year anniversary of Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, by the way. What? That's what it said. That was a whole year ago? That's what my email said this morning. It Unbelievable. Feels to believe. Let me give you a You know, since he bought facts. it, I don't really go on very much. I'm still on the same amount, but I have always not used it to actually tweet. I just use it to see what's trending and look at kind of news stories. Um, Twitter by the numbers in the last year. Global app downloads fell 38% from October 22 to September 23. Um, monthly active users fell 14.8%. Uh, users spend an average of 2% less time on X than they used to. Uh, but then there was another app that said they found active users have increased their screen time this year. Uh, U.S. ad revenue for X or Twitter has dropped by 60%. Hmm. Um, that being said... X is still doing a whole lot better than that Instagram meta threads that they rolled Mm. out a few months ago. Forgot about that. Threads has 10 million daily active mobile users. X has 183 million. 183 million to 10 million. So X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, still the leader over threads. Thank you for that tech talk. Holly's leaving now. Zamboni's coming in next. We love you. Good day.